Hello, uh, ooh. Ooh. attention. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Snap Break High. Pew, 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 pew. Don't do it. You're getting higher each time as well. Am I? Yeah, vocally, not. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> if I do sound a little off today, it's because I self inflicted food poisoning last night upon myself. <laughs> Jane literally walked into my house. I was in the front of my house, and Jane just walks in now because it's just, yeah, I'm not getting up. She knows it. <laughs> She's just walked in and gone, uh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Up till, what did I say? Nearly 4 a.m. Nearly well, 4 a.m. I was going to ask just you. Just my normal bedtime anyway. I was anyway. going to say, how are we on the James, Jane summer sleep schedule? Um, I, for people that, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but um, as soon as it's holidays, particularly like the long holidays over summer for us, I just go straight up nocturnal. Yep. So I've had a couple of nights of going to bed at 5 a.m., and that usually means I get up at midday. That's insane. To, Jane sent me a message last night to confirm today and she said it. I realised in the morning. She said it at like 10 o'clock. I was done. I was – I think I, I was reading. I was, when I sent it, I was like, I wonder if she's still awake because you've been awake kind of later than normal over the holidays. Oh, yeah, you do. And you have messaged me at like, you know, crazy hours, like 11 and I'm awake and you're like, whoa, step back. Yeah, I mean, majority of the time if I do message you after like 9.30, I, it's under the assumption that I will get a reply the <laughs> no. next day. I am usually awake at this. I read because if I can't activate my brain too much. Otherwise, I will not sleep. Doesn't reading activate your brain though? I think it's to do with the blue light stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. Even though I have that thing on my phone, too much stimulation. I think I said to my mum the other day that I've been up until four and she's like, what do you do? Mm. And I'm like, firstly, mother <laughs> – this is your fault because she has very similar sleep. Oh, there you patterns. go, yeah. I was like, I actually, like, I'm up doing work. I was making a rubric for an assessment task and I just looked at my watch and it was like quarter to three in the morning. I was like, I, ah. Occasionally I will go buck wild in my sleep schedule, but I usually go, I'm going to clean out this cupboard at 3 a.m. Yeah, I'm sure there was a time where you were up at like 1 a.m. and it was because you'd been reading a book. Yeah. Oh, no, I still do that. Like um, there'll be books where I don't want to finish it. Uh, like I don't want to put Leave it down. It. So yeah. I will read until five in the morning. Well, that's another yeah. reason that I can't yeah. read before I go to bed is because I will read the whole book. Yeah. It's, stop. I know if I do the thing where that's why I don't have my phone in bed anymore because I used to drop it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's um, amateur. you got to be on your side. Anyway, we hope you're all sleeping well. <laughs> it is episode three. We have kind of a new teacher. There is a teacher in the school. He's an old teacher. teacher He's been there forever. That we have never seen before. And we'll never see to again. To my recollection. No, no, we've never seen and him. And suddenly he is the main focus of a storyline. Uh, we also have Danny not dealing, which you predicted. You're doing very well. Can I say that I thought that this would be a much longer descent into madness for Danny? Like I, when I said that I felt like she was going to be depressed, I thought it would take like four episodes for it to come around. Oh, no, that's the next episode where she's resolved. This is when we find out she's buying drugs. Yeah, no, but oh, that's yeah. what I mean. Like I didn't realise that this episode she'd be already doing drugs. Okay, yeah. I assumed that she like would get depressed and then someone would offer her drugs and she'd say no. And then she would change her mind and go and get the drugs. But bam, she was she just straight from, into speed. I'm wearing Steve's jacket because I'm sad to drugs. Yeah. As we all do. I don't know why that, I don't know why I made that relatable. <laughs> so far this episode, you've made allusions to I have to well, me being high and now <laughs> I was because I was linking to this episode, but I've also made it sound like we take a lot of drugs. Look, we don't even drink. So, and yeah. I don't even drink caffeine. So, we are at a I don't know, we're a straight edge podcast. I'm trying to think of yeah, a straight yeah, edge. <laughs> straight edge podcast. <laughs> Enjoy what you want. We are just not about it. (laughs) (laughs) And the other storyline is uh, Con's away and Kat is smashing cars. Why is Con in Melbourne? It is never never mentioned. No, just no. And they don't, they actually 
make a point of saying that Kat doesn't know. Nobody knows why he's in Melbourne. I assume the parents do. I assume the Bordinos do. But that being said, they don't even know where F he is. So why would they care about their adult son? Him, they've let, like they've obviously let him take time off school. Yeah, to do whatever he's doing yeah. in Melbourne. Well, yep, fair enough. We start at the beach, and Bolton's hair is atrocious. <laughs> he went from having like little individual little spikes, spikes yeah, which and were now. Cool. He's got this like V shape happening with it's almost like, round. tips. Yeah. I will be putting a picture of this in our Instagram because it is peak alternative 90s guy. Yeah. Uh, also, I double checked the credits because I was like, surely there's got to be someone new. No. No. no <laughs> nothing at all. Uh, so he's blading at the beach. Con's in Melbourne. Cat's offering him a lift and Cat drives with the handbrake on. Oh, I should point out that she's taken Con's car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five minutes and it just that was your response. It's because at times you're a no context queen. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I didn't. I mean, offered him a lift. There is an assumption that she didn't mean piggyback him to school. You can't assume. (laughs) He just gone. Con's in Melbourne and Cat offers Bolton a lift. (laughs) Con's in Melbourne. Cat has taken his car without his knowledge and is driving it to school. I feel like that was assumed. No. <laughs> no assume. <laughs> you know what they say when you assume. <laughs> anyway, we head to the school car park where a teacher is working on his form guide in the car. I, I spent a good three quarters of this episode just calling him old guy in my notes. <laughs> Fair enough. Betting on the horses. Betting on the horses. And... I can't imagine, imagine getting to school and just being like, I'm going to settle in and I'm going to play some bets. Yeah. He's just sitting in the car with the the form guide, yeah. listening to the radio. I assumed he was going to have a gambling problem. I, if you're, if it's, if does it is he? interrupting he does. my theory, as someone who is not face addiction, especially gambling addiction, I don't know why I'm clarifying that. You've made me real nervous. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I would assume that if your habit of gambling is interrupting your daily job, which it is, that would be considered a problem. I find this whole episode a problem because (laughs) they really push the narrative of the audience feeling sorry for this guy, Pike, right? Yeah. And I can't. No, same, same. And I'll get into it further. So we will continue to complain about him. Yes. Get ready. Danny, it turns out, has forgotten to hang out with her friends despite having previously met up with them. This is a sign that, you know, she's not she in a great headspace. She to come over to the warehouse and, and she didn't. didn't. And Katarina thinks she's in a parade and she's greeting her fans as she waves to people and she's like, hey, as yeah, she's driving. So she and Bolton have, like, arrived at the school and are driving past the the gates, the entry gates, which we don't see very often, waving to everyone and then – she goes to turn into the car park and Bolton does say, hey. Watch out for you turning too tight. Like yeah, the, like the he, turn's too tight. Yeah, and she, yeah. she's like, yeah, yeah. Prangs the car on the gate into the car park. And immediately starts hitting Bolton. And you should, you could have said something. And he's like, I did. I she's did. like, this is your fault. Oh, my God. Yeah. Katarina irritates me in this episode. <laughs> she was doing so well last episode. <sighs> Finally, good news. Danny is doing great. She's not even thinking about Steve, were her exact words. She said she's not thinking about him and is living in the moment. And she hands in an assignment. Yeah, she's doing great. My notes were, Danny reckons she stopped thinking about Steve and is living in the moment. Here comes the breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) And then we go to the staff room that has teachers in it. Yeah, because I said apparently the old guy is a teacher that the others already know. Yeah. I, I had a look, as I do for all all guest characters, he is played by Arthur Dignam, who's in like a ton of credits starting from the 60s. Um, he was in like three of the Baz Luhrmann films and stuff like that. So he's been in a ton of stuff. Anyway, he's listening to classical music, which, rude, you're in a common area. You don't get to put your radio on. <laughs> Or as my grandmother would have called it, the old wireless. Wireless. Yeah. And so Ronnie and Belle seem to know all about his gambling, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. One thing that really annoyed me about this episode is that as much as this guy, old guy, annoyed me, I hate Belle. Belle sucked. He's like turned into a full-on... Asshole. Asshole. Southgate at least had some I'm here for the kids charm about him. Yeah. Belle doesn't even have that. He's <laughs> like, just an yeah, asshole. He's, so he, rude. he's basically scoffing at the old guy. We don't know. I don't 
we don't know that he's a bad teacher yet. No. But he's basically saying, oh, I never want to be like that when I get old. Yeah. So he's <laughs> here's what Athel – so his name is Athel, Athel Pike, and he does one thing that makes him become the most despised person to me before I even know he's a bad teacher – the bell rings and he says, hark, hark, the bells do cry. At my old school, at our old school, I worked with a teacher who every day when the bell would go would be like, off to educate the masses. And he would say, ah, oh, the bell tolls for thee. And he would say, ah, oh, like every recess, time for a caffeine fix. I was literally bell in that moment going, he says the same thing every day. <laughs> so I just, it wasn't Athel's fault, but it drove me mad because it's the whole like, ha, 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 I'm so witty. And I say the same thing every day. This teacher also, one day when asking me about how my night had gone, I told him a story about how my cat had gone missing and eventually we found it. And at the end he went, oh, that would have been a catastrophe. And I was like, why am I talking to you? <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> There was a guy who he was great at my old school who was oh, just oh, hang on. fucking yeah. Sorry. loved. Disclaimer: yeah. that man was a lovely man. I just hated him oh, for those he was moments. A man, Carry yeah. on. Um, yeah, there was a teacher at my old school who I loved, but he was so into dad jokes. Yeah, and I would just do that thing where he would say it, and I would just stare at him in silence for like five seconds. Explain to me why it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going, shut the fuck up. Like he wasn't that much older than me, which no. made it even worse for some it. reason. No, I just outwardly boo my colleagues now. Where they'll be like, well, I'm like, boo. So then we go to the panel beaters where we find out that Kat is going to need to sell a kidney to pay for it. We don't find out. I assume. Not because, the price, yeah. Yeah, like she's going, she's getting a quote for the damage on the car and then the guy shows her the price. I think I assumed that it was going to be like two grand. Well, guess who's done Oh, the inflation calculator. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out it's $800 to fix the car, which in today's money is $1,400 or mm. in euro is 900 or in pound is 800 because our dollar sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but reference for our, for our well, listeners. So yeah, $1,400, when I was 18, $1,400 oh, yeah. would be literally, you might as well have said a million. Yeah. And I worked like I had a job since I was 15. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. how much it was. I didn't have it. <laughs> so it is a ton of money, and then we head to the worst maths class I have ever seen. Well, again, this is the first time we've ever seen these guys in maths. This is the first time that maths has existed. It has. I know. I'm very excited for them, but, I mean, not that excited because they're well, obviously not I even mean, getting it. They're obviously doing a test. Yeah, practice. Practice exam. And one of them, is it Ali, says that she hasn't got a calculator or something. Yep. And he's like, and he's like fucking sweet. That's nice. Well, yeah, he basically <laughs> says that they, they shouldn't be using calculators. They should. They, didn't, they, they need to show the process. Go. That is actually really important because you get more marks for the process than a right answer. That's true. But also, as Matt points out, and you know I hate to agree with Matt, mm-hmm. they do get to use calculators in the exam. And yeah. this is what also annoyed me because I'm like, we even, I don't know if you do, but I know we even still get parents today who are like, oh, we never used calculators when we were young. Well, this is 1996 and most of these parents are younger than me. So yeah, you fucking did use calculators. <laughs> so if I break, I was using calculators in 96. I'm sure I know I did Yeah, when I was in high school. Anyway, so he's like, you know, we're not we're not using calculators, trust the process. They don't know what they're doing and he's not actively helping them anyway. He's like, just just have a shot. And well, it's a test. Yeah, but it's a practice. Like it's because he says take it home for homework. Like Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Um that. and and you can use a calculator there. He's reading the paper, he does nothing to help them, and he's made me agree with Matt. So I'm really unhappy about this whole situation. But then Danny freaks out because she says she can't do it without a calculator, and he's like, just just try. Just try. She runs outside and then Ali goes out. And so I think they're just trying to show us Danny's mood swings. Yeah. And to give him credit, he does come out and check if she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, again, this is why Bell annoyed me. He's literally, they're just outside the classroom, yeah. right? So it's not like he's done what Ronnie did and followed Danny to the toilets. Yeah. And Bell walks past and yells at them. And then they the, weren't, they were pretty quiet. Like they've been, they weren't messing around and stuff like that until he started yelling at them. They were talking. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he, so he's yelling at them through the door and Pike actually says, like, I am in charge. I've got this, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Kat is trying to figure out how to get some money um, and Bolton is like, trade it for a date, which gross. It is gross. So he's like, hey, I've got a friend who's a panel beater and they're going to lend me their tools and I'll fix it. And I was like, no, you won't. No. Um, but he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it for like a date. You need to go on a date with me. Yeah. And she quite rightly points out that she is with Con. Yeah. And he's like, doesn't matter. He, he won't find out. He's know. in Melbourne. And you'll get the money. Bolton, you're better than this. Season four, you is better than this. Yeah. That was weird. I didn't. I don't like the fact that he asked her for a date. Yeah. And that she also agreed. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, I'm just going to be in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the door, bitch. <laughs> you say that meme, I love it. <laughs> there's also, I can't remember what movie it is. It's just there's a character in the background that's like, yeah, at everything someone's yep. saying. <laughs> All right. Oh, I can tell from your face that was not the right button. But it worked out perfectly. The warehouse. The warehouse. The warehouse. <laughs> Scott's back. Scott's back and all uh, my goodwill for Matt because in the classroom Matt was being quite reasonable oh. and saying we haven't seen these questions, you know, we don't understand what you're asking us to do. And yep. then he comes to the warehouse and he pisses me off and I'm not on his oh, side anymore. Absolutely. God, he's a little bitch. So guess Guess what? Bolton is the worst, guys. And do you want to know why he's the worst? Because he drank four bottles of soft drink that he paid for. <laughs> and Ali says, like, well, he paid for them, so I guess Shut he can up, drink Matt. them. Shut up, Matt. And then he says that he doesn't like sharing Ali. <sighs> that was it for me. Even No more goodwill for Matt <laughs> for this episode. Peace out, Matt. Um, he... Even if he's just doing, even if it's clunky wording on his part, like if he was like, I don't like sharing time with him or sharing space with him. No. Or like, I wish we had more time. And space to ourselves. To ourselves. Yeah, yeah. No. no. I don't like sharing you. And his definition of sharing her is just existing in the same place <laughs> as another person oh, with her. So the another fact boy. that Bolton's just there is sharing. And so... Ali quite rightly states that, you know, well, Bolton was here first, so she, he goes, oh, so you don't want to be around. I'll leave. Shut up. Look at my notes. It's just shut up, Matt, in capitals. <laughs> and she's, she, again, just points out, like, uh, sometimes I just need a bit of alone time where Which we are not 100% chained to each other yeah. at all times. My note for this was, this is going to end well. <laughs> We need a their shut whole up relationship. Matt I don't even mean this episode. I mean their relationship. Their relationship sucks. You're just counting down the days till they're done. As soon as he was going to move in, I was like, "Well, <laughs> break up, ahoy!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we head to the Bordinos and find out that Con's staying for another week on his secret Melbourne project that we don't know about. Oh, also. There's a little clip where we see Bolton apparently fixing the car door with like pancake oh, yeah. mix or something. Yeah, literally, it literally I was literally say, just like spackling this dent on the car like that is not just going to slide off. He got a Betty Crocker cake mix, threw some water in it, and he's like, "Look, you know what? It'll dry hard." Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, so then the like Roberto and Helen are talking to Con on the phone, and they're trying to get Cat to talk to him, and she doesn't want to, and then he's. Phone card. Phone card runs out. Phone, phone cards. cards. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can still get them if you go overseas. Yeah, you? but I remember we. I always had one in my purse because yeah. my mum was when like, I was a kid. Phone card. When you were a kid, you always had a phone card so that you could and you could use them at payphones. Yeah, or when you ran out, you would remember call, when that became the technology. Yeah, <laughs> you'd call one eight hundred reverse, and in the message where you're supposed to say your name, you're like, "Mum, I'm at the shop. Uh, pick me up in four. Yeah. <laughs> Make my mum pick up. Oh, really? I never did. You we would hang up immediately. Reverse call from your povo daughter. <laughs> so we go back to the warehouse because Matt is mad again, but this time it's about his education, so I guess that's growth for him. He's stressing about his maths. He's looked at the exam and he realises they haven't been taught a lot of the topics, which I'd be furious too. Actually, do you know, in 2011, it's in the news, so I can say it. Um, in 2011, a private school taught the wrong literature text. It had – so basically, if you teach English or literature, which I do in VCE – 
uh, in year 12, you get a prescribed list of texts that you can teach from and that's what the questions will be on. Basically, each book is on there for four years. So there's always books cycling in and cycling out depending on what so time they've started. Share. Yeah, so the book had finished in 2010. That was the last year. Whoever, they the literature, they just taught in 2011 and so these kids are in a three-hour exam <gasps> and can't answer one of the texts because they're missing. They've only yeah. Because when teach, when you go into yeah. the exam, basically it'll have you just kind of flip to the page that has the questions related to the book that you happen to it's do. It's in alphabetical order, so you know yeah. that's easy. Yeah, and then so imagine, imagine flipping, flipping through and your book's not there. You've spent months. You, you spent <gasps> the year, <laughs> and then you're just sitting in the exam. What did they do? Uh, well, basically, VCAR, which are the assessment authority. In Victoria. Did they just have to give them like an indicative grade or something? They, well, no, they would have because when you do – a lot of us who do assessing will um, train over – we do it several years. So there will be people who were trained in previous texts as well who have been doing it before. So I think we were never told, but my best guess is what they would have done is they Gave would have got teachers exam. and they would have – they would have, yeah, given, given them, them – yeah, exam based on their text. Maybe. <gasps> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or they would have, yeah, maybe they would have gone with their indicative grade. Yeah, atrocious. Like this is a private school. Someone's paid like 10 grand a term in some places. <laughs> Not really, but like 10 grand a semester and they can't even get the text right. Oh, Insane. Shit. Anyway, so Matt is quite rightly pissed off because he's like, we've never learnt this. Yeah. <laughs> like he has, as much as I hate Matt. He has the right to be pissed off. And as we know, because uh, there was a mid-year event at the end of term three, we uh, term three, season three, we know that they're past halfway through the year. Yeah. So good job, uh, Mr. Pike. Okay. The next day, sorry, <laughs> the next day uh, in the car park, I think Bolton has not done that bad a job except for the colour. Somehow he has magically yeah. managed to fix this dent yeah. with pancake batter and has painted the door purple and also apparently painted it with a brush. So yeah. I don't know if this is like a house paint situation. I don't know. I think that door wasn't black though. That door wasn't black before. It used to be a different color. It wasn't all consistently it one color. Yeah, it was not bright purple. <laughs> it was not. But yeah. So Katarina continues to hit him and drive off. Did you know when I was looking through the credits for the guest cast, there is a driving double credited for Katarina in this episode? Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Huh. Doesn't do her own stunts. Is she old enough to? I, was, I don't know. Well, Ada Nicodemo actually just um, I saw on our Instagram because we follow her, she got stabbed in her character in Home and Away is just got stabbed with a oh, ball in yeah. a car accident. I so think I saw that in an ad. I think she does her own stunts now. It's a big difference between driving a car and getting <laughs> getting stabbed with a <laughs> spike. With a pole. Yeah, maybe she impaled. Um, that's a word. So it turns out she goes to the mechanic and now it's gonna cost the her more for them to do less. The holes filled now. All this is as of like that's the thing though. They don't fill holes. Oh, like yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they bash them back out. Yeah, and then patch well, if there's patch. Like basically, there's a cut. what they're going to have to do is sand off that paint and just repaint it. That's it. How is it going to cost more when they were going to have to sand and repaint already? Because all he's done is basically put plaster over the dent which is now essentially just being held on with paint. Yeah. So they need to take off the paint, take out the pancake batter. Why are you looking at me so aggressively? Because I can't <laughs> believe you don't know. <laughs> I'm so, I've never crushed my car into anything that requires – well, I've never crushed my car. I have. On this podcast. Or is it, a bus. Yeah, you've crushed a bus with students in it, knocked yep. down a pedestrian crossing pole and gone, fucking let's cheese it. <laughs> And I do it again. <laughs> I wasn't missing out on that excursion for nothing. Um, yeah, so sorry, I did not have extensive experience. I think the most I've done is scratched my car on um, in like a bush, like as I was reversing, okay. I was too close. That's about it. Uh, anyway, so we're in the staff room and we are getting gaslit. Do you know why? Because we're getting gaslit. So is Athol, the teacher. So they're in, this, in the staff room. Ronnie and Deloraine are watching Matt through the window play basketball and talking about how good he is, right? Then Athol says something along the lines of, oh, it's a girl's game, blah, Netball blah, blah. Netball. Girls. And then and it's like, like it's basketball. basketball. He's like, either way, he goes, we used to have a rugby team. 
And Delarain says, oh, before my time, you were fucking in the storyline where Christina and Southgate were fighting for field access for freaking Soccer versus rugby. <laughs> you were there for two seasons. Two seasons Southgate ran rugby. Before his time. Before his time. He doesn't. He, he's got no idea what's happening at any time is my theory. I like how the writers of this show just like just completely disregard the fact that there was a whole storyline that involved rugby. Several references as well. Not just that one episode, but there were times when, you know. it was very much like the Australian rugby yes. boys versus the. The, like the immigrant family soccer, um, soccer boys. And it's not even just that one. There was also the time where they were doing like Save the Music program and he was late for rugby practice and he, they were referencing like he was getting new equipment and stuff like that. And Steve left the rugby team to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before, before his time. time. It was even in a staff meeting where Christina was trying to get time on the field <laughs> and Delarain had to mediate the situation. I don't like it when they're just like, no, 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 the past doesn't exist. Yeah. They seem to do that a lot. A lot. So is Danny okay, guys? Ronnie is worried about Danny. So she's, she's talking to Ali and she's like, yeah, she handed in this assignment, but it is bizarre. <laughs> it is erratic, which is not Danny's fault because before then she had Sam as an English teacher who would like just ditch curriculum so they could do a production of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I guess the, over, the overall thing is meant to be leading up to the fact that it's bizarre because she's was on drugs when she wrote it. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> but oh my God. also, Ali, she's like, you're Danny's closest friend. And I was like, oh, my God, everyone else has left. Rose was her closest friend. Yeah, but Rose. Then Jodie was her closest yeah. friend. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all just leaving. Oh, God. So now apparently Ali's her closest friend. And as her closest friend, she just goes, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. I haven't noticed that she's like in like – Manic and then cracking the shits and running out of class and no she's, she's fine super chill yeah then Athol drops a racing form and Cat finds it and she's actual equivalent of a light bulb going off on top of her head yeah it's like almost the start of class and he's walking down the corridor and drops his form guide and she gives it back and he's like she goes to give it to him and he's like oh no it's not mine and then he <laughs> sees it's the form guide and he's like oh yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you it's got all my winners on it or something. <laughs> Literally what he says, yeah. He literally takes the form guide to class. Yeah, he reads it in, in the last class. When they were was, doing that test. Yeah, he's he like, was, um, form guide out. children, stop interrupting. I'm trying to place bets. Uh, so we go to math class where Athol is mad that they don't know things that he hasn't taught them. They're like, we've never done matrices. And he's like, I'm sure we've done that. And then another time, I'm, I'm going to pick a, I don't know, we haven't done, pick a math topic, a concept. Pythagoras. There you go. <laughs> we haven't learned Pythagoras. <laughs> And he says, oh, but there's been talk of them taking it off. But it's not fucking off, man. Register. <laughs> every subject in senior school in every state, not just Victoria, has a study design with actual dot points of here's all the things that students need to be taught and could be examined on. Yeah. You've and- got to be like on your fucking game to teach VCA. Yeah. And the fact that like, and this is why, this is about the time where he's like, he has no idea what he's taught. And what he has to teach. No, I do And yet we're meant to feel sorry for this this guy when the kids complain about him. Yeah. He's literally fucking up their education. Yeah. And their potential to do well. This is – and Matt's right. Oh, I hate saying that. <laughs> I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's um, – he doesn't have time to, you know, read the study design. He does have time to discuss races – in class. Cat, Cat brings it up under the guise of probability. And, and she's like, in. so, for example, in like race three today at such and such, which horse would win and why? Very subtle. Very subtle. Cat <laughs> sends Bolton off to make a bet while on Sorcerer's son or something. Sorcerer's boy. Sorcerer's boy. And Matt starts rallying the troops to make a complaint about the teacher. Bolton then seems to have used the portal that characters occasionally have where they travel at light speed from one location (laughs) to another because he's basically told by Katarina, head off, go down to the local betting agent, I don't know what you call it, the bookies. In Australia it's TAB. Yep, that guy. Um, The tab. (laughs) The tab. He's he's leaving as Matt starts the sentence and then as Matt finishes the sentence, (laughs) Bolton's back. So Bolton and Kat are listening to a radio that's also appeared out of nowhere. 
you're listening to the race and you can see that there's kind of trouble brewing between Matt and Bolton because Matt's like, can you shut up? Matt's like, I mean, Bolton's going, you shut up. All that good stuff. But anyway, Matt decides that they're going to do a petition to get rid of Pike and then Danny storms off. And then Matt tries to intimidate Danny into joining the petition. Yeah, they're walking down the corridor and she's, again, they're doing this, I guess, to show that she's just flipped into a rage for no reason. Don't touch me. That's only line I actually remember. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, so he's like, oh, you know, and she's, yeah, she's saying, oh, you know, I was upset the other day and it had nothing to do with him and don't try and drag me into this. And then he like, I think he puts his hand on her shoulder or something. Don't touch me, Matt. That's it. Perfect. So I'm um, add to that. So then Katarina heads over to question Pike about why they lost. And then she <laughs> punches a random like she's her she keeps like shoving people in this episode. Yeah. Don't like it. Well, um, yeah, he's sitting in his car on his lunch break again <laughs> listening to the races and she knocks on the window. Um and he's like, It's my lunch break. <laughs> I imagine a student coming to me, asking me for help, not the races, but in general, yeah. and me just going, ah, uh, it's lunch. Oh, I'm probably sure I've said that I've to kids never before. done that. But it's usually because they're like, I left my jumper in this classroom. Can I get it out? I'm like, no. <laughs> I want to put my lunchbox away. Fucking put it away at the start of lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he talks to her about variables. She gets really excited. Betting's back on. She's... I can't believe people have not been using this foolproof strategy all the time. <laughs> um, and they head off. They're doing homework at the Bordinos where Helen is suspicious. She said homework in inverted commas because they're going through the form guide, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what horses have won previously, like how many of their like last three starts they've won. My favourite line in this is that when Helen and Roberto are discussing it, <laughs> And she goes, I guess girls go through a horsey stage. <laughs> All girls go through a horsey stage. And Netflix. then Roberto something like, at the racetrack? <laughs> this season they're bringing you your best lines. Yeah, Roberto's, yeah. Roberto's had a couple of zingers. Killing it. Yeah. Um, so we then head back to the warehouse where Matt is on the phone for a job, which I does that prove that he's not contributing any rent at this point? I don't know if he's trying to contribute more. I think he's going for a job as a sandwich hand and then calls the guy a turkey as he hangs, hangs up. up. Because like, he was 18, he was too old. Yeah. Because I mean, like, the younger someone is, the less you have to pay them. Penalty, yeah, there's lower rates of pay. Um, so Ali tells Matt that she thinks Danny is taking drugs. Matt actually has good advice, which is we need to be certain before we say something. Yeah. Which doesn't take his own advice. No, I was going to say, which he completely disregards. Now we head to Delarine's Hacienda of an office, which is a Spanish word for a large palatial residence. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Um, He's furious. Matt has brought in. A petition signed by 18 students, I think, is is the number. This bit annoyed me, right? Yeah, oh, I'm furious at this part. So Matt takes a petition to Deloraine, Deloraine <laughs> who didn't report a sex offender teacher, okay? On two separate occasions. Because he'll, he'll have known that yeah. Sam and Rivers left together. Gets, well, considering she ba- she left with no notice, mm-hmm. literally just fucked off and, and the Rivers kids was know. gone as well. Yeah. So I said, for someone who didn't report a sex offender, he's suddenly being quite a stickler for the rules. Because, in fact, to quote him, this has been written in stone. So because Matt has bought a 18-signature petition to Deloraine about Pike not being a good teacher, Deloraine has to do a formal complaint now. I, And also, I mean, the only good point that Deloraine makes is like, why hasn't this been brought up to me before? But he also did, like, he later when talking to Athel himself is like, you know, we've talked about this before. So he's yeah. full of shit. Yeah. So he's he's like this, like, he goes absolutely so fucking off of man. He's like, you know, I have to, I have to, you know what he's mad? He has to fucking do something because his whole strategy is don't deal. We, I remember we had a whole class put in a complaint about an IT teacher mm. who did eventually end up leaving because she was literally she was literally turning up like one day a week at the most 
she, I remember once I got one of her extras and basically the start of the extra was like, oh, this class is terrible. Their behavior is going to be really bad, blah, 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 blah. And then they were fantastic. <laughs> and like, I knew how, I knew most of the kids in there and I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? And I think it's just because every time she did turn up, she's teaching year 11 IT, the kids would be like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Give us answers. Yeah. yeah. Basically like, oh, like these, kids these are questioning guys. questioning me and they're terrible. And Well, the – the Hartley Year 12 class are not misbehaving when he's there. They're just asking him for help and saying, we don't know this. And we're meant to know yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah. that's the same equipment. He's like out of control. So he's – Delarine's mad because he needs to do something about this um, and his whole strategy is to ignore things and hope they go away. Also, so he goes up to the staff room to get Pike to come into his office to talk to him. Yeah. Belle is just lurking. Why is – for the whole episode, Belle just lurks behind whatever Athel's doing. He looks so evil. He does. He has a really evil face. Yeah. Pike meets with Deloraine. Deloraine offers him a switch. Basically, go work with younger students. When you when you work in the younger high school year levels, you have more free – there's still curriculum guidelines, but you have more freedom. You can choose your own text. You can – you know, there's heaps yeah. more freedom. So he's like, hey, man, less stringent on the curriculum design. You go there. And Athel is like, oh, so they told you I read the racing guide in class. Well, it's the children that are wrong. Like he – Because he goes, oh, you know, I'm the most senior teacher here, which means I get the senior class. I've taught for 30 years. And then Deloraine says to him, well, you know, the least you could do is not take the fucking form guide to class. He goes, oh, they told you that, did they? Like they're at fault for saying that. Yeah, I remember a teacher at my old school cracking the shits because her class – Dobbed her in for always being on her phone. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, I have stuff to do. Yeah, it's rude. Yep. You're not supposed to be on your phone exactly. in class. <laughs> like because I'm an art teacher, I'll often say to the kids, I'm just going to get my phone out so I can take some photos of yeah. people's work and stuff like that. But I don't fucking sit there on my phone like checking my messages. No. And- That's what my Apple Watch is for. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so – Deloraine's like this, you know, this list of claims need to be investigated and he is literally like, but I've taught for three decades, no need, my man. Like he literally. <laughs> no need, my man. <laughs> um, Del- you know what's really weird though? Deloraine can barely look him in the eye when he's telling them this stuff. It's mm. really strange. My note for that was why am I meant to feel sorry for yeah. him? He's an ineffective teacher. He's not teaching the kids what they're meant to know. And he's he's not even, it's not look. Sometimes people are not great teachers, but they try. And if you say to them, this is something you need to work on, they will try. Yeah. It's often more to do with inexperience. It's not that they're bad teachers. They're just learning. This guy is 30 years in and not even knowing what he's supposed to teach and is head of the maths department. (laughs) Jesus. And he's like, "Um, the kids can figure it out for themselves, bitches. Like that's. And we're meant to feel sorry for him. Yeah, and we're meant to feel bad for him. So he starts to walk out and then he stops and he goes to Deloraine, you know, you took my job. I should be sitting there. (gasps) Did you miss that? I did miss that. Yeah, so he's like, that was your job should have been mine effectively. Imagine. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, I should be sitting there. And Deloraine says, oh, sometimes I wish you were. As in, no, yes, that completely. Yeah. I think I was writing my note of why am I meant to feel sorry <laughs> yeah. for him. So apparently he should have been principal, so that's why he's not a good teacher. Okay. Got bitter. Mm. So we head back to the staff room, which has like five teachers in it. It's a freaking cornucopia of staff. <laughs> and Belle starts playing XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> This is what annoyed me, right? This is why I didn't enjoy this episode because I didn't. I don't feel sorry for Pike. No. But I also hate Belle. Yeah. And I didn't want to feel sorry for Pike, but also Belle was being such a fuck he about it. He was being atrocious. Look, I love a bit of gossip. In fact. So he's talking to Ronnie. Yeah. And he's like, so turns out that the kids put in a petition and blah, 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 and they should have done something about it ages ago. And he directly mocks Athel <gasps> when he comes in. So Athel – Comes in and shoulders dragon, that kind of thing. And Belle stands up and goes, hark, hark, the bells do cry. Also, like, look, 
We all Fuck. Look, yeah. Kick someone while they're down, yeah. why don't you? Like, I know we're not supposed to feel bad for him. Uh, well, we don't feel bad for him. But we also don't want to go in there and be like, you fucking suck, bit. Like, that's not. Like, I don't think he's a terrible person. No, he's just not good at his job. He's been in the job too long and he's, like, the system was very much set up back in the day yeah. to not really, there was no accountability. It's better now. So the idea of telling someone that Bell tolls him also <laughs> The one thing that did, like when he was like bouncing up to Ronnie to tell Ronnie, that part I did find relatable because I remember a couple of years ago, I don't think he worked at the school anymore, but I know I told you the story where a teacher <laughs> was meant to send a reply to one staff member <laughs> he sent it and me. sent it to the entirety of the school staff, which was like 200 staff. <laughs> yeah. And it had like a really dismissive, bitchy comment about the person so it was basically like you should at your job. When that email came out, I was in my office. I was not teaching that period. One of my workmates, he and I, are just we were just buddies. I literally, if you've ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where Homer's in the land of chocolate and he like leap skips, yeah. that's what I was doing across the school to go, have you read your email? So I get the gossip part. I get that part. I... Last, not last year, but the year before at my old school, um, the same thing kind of happened. So it was obviously, it was like a, an email between like four people and one of the, the assistant principals. And then one of the teachers snarked a, something about the, the, print, the assistant principal. <laughs> He's not going to do shit <laughs> or something like that. DL'd it. So DL <laughs> means you've sent it to the entire distribution list, which is everyone on staff. Everyone, and not all the teachers. Sometimes it also includes... Um, the school council. Oh, it which does. Includes, which includes parents. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's this snarky thing of like, he wouldn't know what he's talking about anyway. It was kind of that kind of comment as soon as it came out. I'm pretty sure we were all skipping around the oh school like God. Homer. <laughs> Check your email. Yeah. And then I remember there was this lady that everybody fucking hated. She's still there. Everyone fucking still hates her. Um, and she... <laughs> This is awful. She accidentally, somehow accidentally DL'd a letter to her divorce lawyer. <gasps> no. <laughs> and then she tried to do this. There's this weird thing that you can do where you can try and recall an email. Yes. But all it did was so It sends a recall request. Yeah. yeah. All it does is just then DL, DL out another email saying, this email has been recalled. I'm like, no, it hasn't because it's still sitting in my inbox. <laughs> I've tested that recall, not because I've done anything wrong. A friend of mine and I were like, oh, does it really take you? Yeah, no, nothing at all. It just tells you that they didn't want you to read that. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't read this email. That's essentially what it's saying. (laughs) Which, of course, makes everyone go, Like you were probably going to delete it anyway. Uh, You know, because you get so many emails, depending on the school, you'll get a heap of emails. Yeah, but the like I get Belle wanting to – Jump up and be like, well, I've got gossip for you because <laughs> yeah. that's literally what I do to you all the time. Yeah. Um, but I still feel bad for you. I feel bad for Athol. But yeah, he uses his own words against him. Yeah, and Ronnie, Ronnie does what I thought was very realistic because we, we do it in any situation like this when someone's really upset is, oh, do you want me to take your class, your class for you? For you? Yeah, Which, she checks on him to make sure he's okay. Also, Delarine did this completely wrong because he – you don't go to him, hey, your class are trying to get you kicked out and then send him to that you class. You literally had that class next. <laughs> so at lunchtime he's told, hey, this class has put in a complaint they about hate you. you. Uh, and then you're teaching them period five. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, no, he'll take it. Well, I think he says, oh, you'd need to get in line. Yeah, so, yeah, she's like, oh, do you want me to take your class? You need to get in line. He wasn't being rude to Ronnie. I think he was very no, much in it, shock. it kind of sounded like he thinks that all these people are coming for his job. And I'm like, that's not the situation. You're a shit teacher. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird line. I didn't like it. So he goes to the math class that he's just been informed want to get rid of him. He he walks towards a window, then makes a kid close it. So he walks towards the window. He's like, can someone close that window? And then yeah. starts talking about Siberia. Math class was awkward. Fucking awkward. Yeah, he's standing there. The window is literally being held open by like a ruler. And he walks up and he's staring out of it and he's like, can someone shut the window? <laughs> like, just like reach out. In here. Reach out and you can close it. So Matt gets up and closes it. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Then he starts telling about his trip to Siberia. And then in the most, we don't know what's going on, Bolton and Katerina fly into the classroom. They won their bet. They won their bet. They're freaking hyped. Also, why are they all sitting in the dark? There's no lights on in this classroom. Just to really bring home the... Super ominous. The atmosphere. But yeah, they basically come skipping into class and don't read the room. <laughs> and then... Just to really hit home that he's a shit teacher, first off he walks in, he's like, open your books, please. To page. And then Ali's like, doesn't say anything. And then Ali goes, what page, sir? And he's like, oh, oh, um, try the exercise on page 161. I've been to Siberia. That's where they shot the czar. (laughs) And then picks up his bag and walks out of class and then literally gets in his car and drives away. But then the next scene is – Cat and saying goodbye to Bolton. Um, so I don't know if that was supposed to be the end of the day, but I'm like, he was. He your walked, class was he still happening. <laughs> class went for literally real time three minutes, yeah, and then he left. Which look in all television shows, classes only go for three minutes. They sit down, the teacher starts talking, the bell goes in the middle of a sentence. That's how it works. But still, guys, you could have at least pretended that we were already in the class. Yeah. He also, like, does this whole, so I've heard that there is un- <laughs> I'm, a complaint, like, a about, complaint me. about me. Don't know if you've heard. <laughs> okay. So awkward. Yeah. So then Matt and Ali are on the case. They're investigating Danny um, and Bolton lends Danny money. They just happen to be watching and Danny has asked is, is talking to Bolton. Bolton and Bolton gives her money. This is my favourite line in the episode. So after that scene, we go to the warehouse, Bolton's watching TV and Matt and Ali come in and he's like, guys, you just missed the raddest documentary on dolphins. Yeah, I did like that. <laughs> I yeah. love season four Bolton. So, that, so they've burst in and they tell him that he has to move out because he's been dealing drugs to Danny. Well, no, first they tell him you need to get out and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I know I need to give you rent money. And they're like, it's not about that. And he's like, oh, I can be tidy. Like he's trying to like resolve whatever problem they have. And then, which also, by the way, is in direct contrast, he was the only one cleaning the last two episodes. And apparently cooking food for everyone. And so Matt is like, no, get out, you're a drug dealer, which is funny because he was like, we need to be sure before we accuse people of things. Matt is the worst. Yep. And Bolton cracks it and he's like, I wasn't dealing her drugs. I gave her money because she asked for it. I don't know why she wanted it, but I don't want to live with you guys Mm. if you're going to accuse me of that shit. Which is fair. So peace out, Bolton. Bolton is the best. Bolton is the best warehousian. Yeah. Yeah. He also doesn't leave. No. (laughs) Spoiler. Um, So next day at school in Deloraine's palace of an office, he tries to talk Pike out of leaving. Pike obviously has put his notice in. Yep. Offering that he can keep the head of maths position. Dude doesn't know what's on the curriculum, but so you don't leave, you can keep the job. You're an institution. No, you're not. You're a teacher that needs to retire. And he's like, time for the long paddock. You know, I can't, I love my job, but I can't wait to retire. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why it's like, no. I might go and stay with my sister. Yeah. So we head into the school's corridor where we see the school's shield and motto in Latin, which is uh, nil, nil sine labori. Do you know Latin? I assume it's something about work. Yeah, nothing without labour. Mm. I had to Google it. And the writers stole it from Brisbane Girls Grammar School because that's their logo. Oh, and okay. Do you have – is your motto in Latin, your school motto? No. Ours is. Yeah, we're not your, that bougie. No? I think we just pretend bougie. <laughs> 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 we just take it any sentence, put it in Latin, and the parents are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's all we got. Uh, so Kat wants – the rest of Bolton's money, despite the fact that they each took a share of the winnings. He's still going on about this date. Every time he sees Kat, he's like, when's the date happening? Yeah. And she's like, later. She keeps putting it off. But, yeah, yeah, she's like needs his half of the money to pay for the car. But and he's like, it's my money. He, But she knows he gave it to Danny. Yeah. Purely because Danny walked past and was like, hi, Bolton. <laughs> and she's like, you gave it to her. I was like, those are some extreme powers of deduction there. <laughs> also, she sounds like she has a cold in this scene, Aiden. Aiden Academy. Yeah. Um, then Katarina tries to weasel a bet out of Pike. She's actually quite nice to him, but yeah, I don't know how says, much. Oh, you're coming back to teachers. And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming back to teachers? No. <laughs> I didn't notice it that much. 
But she's being really nice to him. But then she asks him for racing tips and he's like, oh, I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she does say like, you know, I wish you were coming back to teach us. Good luck. I really mean that. And then when she walks out, he comes out and he's like, oh, can you put this in the bin for me? But check page six first. So he does help Give end up which. helping this underage girl. Holy crap. Place a bet. <laughs> yeah. So that makes him a good, likable teacher. There was part of me at one stage that thought he was going to give her the money mm. instead of making instead of ah, the bet. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, he's he's retired. He doesn't have a steady income now. <laughs> Matt comes to apologise, and it actually ends relatively well. It was, yeah. Matt comes to see Pike and like in the classroom when he's packing up his stuff, and they shake hands, and that's it. Yeah, that was pretty much it for that scene. Back in the staff room with the previously invisible staff, he gets a book and cake and a rousing verse of he's a jolly good fellow. I like that his cake was a horseshoe. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. This, like they've, the all known. they've all known he's been gambling. <laughs> they all know he's not been teaching, but was, he's a jolly good fellow. It was nice of them to give him the poetry book. Then we have a sad pan- – they're, they're singing for he's a jolly good fellow and it like does <laughs> that echoey thing. Page. Where it starts to echo in, and in the background and then we pan to his empty desk like he's died or something. Like he's dead. Like he has been unfairly forced out despite the fact he was offered ridiculous things that he was not worthy of. Yeah. Oh, poor sad teacher we've known for one episode and massively underperformed the entire time. <laughs> sad violin. So good news. Well, we go from his desk to him driving away yeah. and Kat is running behind his car and she catches up with him and she's like, she romped it in by three lengths or something and then she kisses his window. It was weird. That was weird. It was super weird. So good news, they've won the race except bad news, Bolton didn't make it to the TAB in time to I like that it was a callback. So when we first saw Kat pick him up in Con's car, it was because he was having trouble with one of his rollerblade wheels and then that's come around again and apparently he's – Rollerblades were working fine this whole time until it was time to put on that last bet and he didn't make it. It's his own fault. So then our next scene is... Also, he didn't make it and then immediately goes into having a fucking sook about the fact that she still won't go on a date with him. Yes, I ignored that completely because I want to like season four Bolton, so I ignored that. So, yeah, but he's like, you weren't going to go on a date anyway. Fucking sucks. she has a boyfriend. How about you fucking back off? Yeah. The next scene, he is colouring his hair with a texter in a stairwell. So, yeah, the black tips are apparently from a Sharpie. Yeah, good for him. Very straight. (laughs) Very – I'm impressed. I assume they do it with a ruler. They would have taken so much time and a lot of gel. Yeah. Danny is there to lie about money. She needs more money because it's for her parents' anniversary. Yeah, Hmm. so he's sitting in the stairwell and she comes up and she's like, oh, you know, I will get it back – give the money to you on Friday or the latest Monday. I just want to get my parents a really good anniversary gift – also, he so he gives her money and their plastic notes, which two episodes ago didn't exist. Paper, they yeah. were paper, yeah. That's cool. And then Katarina heads out and finds Con's car in perfect condition. It's a miracle. Yeah, so she leaves school and somehow this shiny version of Con's car is now sitting there and she's so excited. And it was Roberto. <laughs> so apparently the Somehow she gave the home number. Oh, no, she's- no, no. They said when it cuts to the scene where she's getting, like, reamed out by the Bordinos, Con must have had something with the name and address or name and phone number in his glove box because uh. it hadn't been picked up. And so they were calling to say, hey, uh, your car's ready. Why aren't you here? Yep. So yeah. they Roberto went and paid for it and then says – they're talking to Kat and they're like, you know, if something like that happens, you need to come to us and ask for a loan. Like, don't be betting on horses. Yeah. And then so basically they've got this huge list of chores for her to do to make up the money. And then Helen's like, that's just Roberto's <laughs> list. I've got my own. And Kat's like, I can't do all these on my own. And then in comes Roberto with, ha you want to bet? Boo. <laughs> then we finish at the beach where Danny rolls up to a – guy sitting by himself mm-hmm. and ends up buying what looks suspiciously like <laughs> my magnesium vitamin pills that I take every morning. My and <laughs> immediately. So he hands over a little little Ziploc baggie yeah. <laughs> with four capsules in it. So not pills, capsules. And who's I'm like taking who's taking speed capsules? Yeah, because we find out next episode that it's speed. Yeah. 
Speed, I'm pretty sure doesn't come that way. Like, I don't take drugs, but I'm pretty sure you don't get it like a fucking Panadol capsule. (laughs) (laughs) They look like vitamins. Yeah. They are my vitamins. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. And then that's it. And then it's like, dun, dun. And then we're finished. Yep. Do you have predictions now that Danny is buying drugs? My, again, what I said at the start, whether we cut it out or not, (laughs) was that I thought there would be a lot more kind of is she, isn't she? Like I thought it would take maybe three episodes. I forgot that this show somehow simultaneously works at warp speed and also a glacial pace. (laughs) (laughs) How it does both at the same time is a question for physics majors. Last bell. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think I was more shocked that, one, I was shocked that I was right, and, two, I was shocked at how quickly I was right. You're right because she's gone from I'm justifiably I'm sad to I'm acting a bit strange to drugs. Yeah, (laughs) like like, (laughs) I thought, yeah, I thought there'd be a lead up to her meeting a dealer and the dealer offering her drugs and her going, no, I couldn't possibly take drugs, but then I'm so depressed that, yeah, I'll try them and that kind of thing. I thought that's how it would go, not just suddenly, bang, Danny's got a dealer and she's taking fucking speed capsules. Where did she even find a dealer? Four speed capsules a day. (laughs) (laughs) So good for Danny. Yeah. She's progressing quickly. So, yeah. She's went from sadness to denial to, I don't know what, the drug one. Yeah. Can I say too that Ali seems to be coping remarkably well? Yeah, she's chill as fuck. Chill as fuck. (laughs) Brother died last episode, episode before. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, she's cool now. She's fine. My prediction is that Ali and Matt are not going to last. Okay, fair. I assume that possibly that Bolton will keep trying to – chat up Kat and that he and Con are going to have issues. Yeah. Um, like I said last time, there's got to be fucking new people <laughs> turning up because there's only so many, like, different storylines they can do with the core cast. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I like these predictions. You've Look, to be fair, I think you're at a 100% hit rate with predictions. I don't think there's been anything that you've missed. Well, it's more things that they kind of do out of fucking – Mid-air, like, like Joe's um, dead, Nick's Joe's dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. And things like I didn't think – I predicted a death. I didn't think it would be Steve. You did say you thought Steve or Danny would leave. I thought they yeah. would leave. Yeah, but not I thought – I didn't think they would die. Episode one. like <laughs> Yeah. And there was another one where I was – oh, like Jack and Rose getting married. And well, no one saw that coming. And that's was, the thing yeah. is that, like, there are some things that I'll predict and then there's some things I cannot predict because they literally <laughs> just fucking do them Freaking out of nowhere. Train. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is your student of the week? Um, I don't think I was overly impressed with anybody. I'm ignoring the favours for a date and I'm giving it to Bolton for my third episode in a row simply because, one, Matt doesn't like him, so that automatically makes him, me like him more. And two, for his line about the rad documentary on dolphins. Yeah, but he's also trying to he's trying to blackmail a girl into going on a date with I, him when he already knows full well and he knows has a girlfriend. Yeah. her boyfriend. I don't know if it would be blackmail because he's like, oh, you're never going to go out with me. Screw you then. Like it's not like he's like, I will hold this over your head. He literally asked her about five times throughout the episode. Yeah, okay. All right. You're right. I'm. There was no one in this episode. Giving it to Danny the drug user. <laughs> Like even Ali, yeah, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, Besides, I feel like Ali was probably the least offensive. Oh, for sure, for sure. But she also was like, "You're out of here, Bolton," for something he didn't do. I guess maybe the fact that Kat didn't. She was genuinely nice to. I mean, I know she wanted a racing tip, but she was genuinely nice to Pike at the end. Yeah. Um, and she was trying to fix Con's car after stealing it. <laughs> Yeah, no one. Um, I had no one this episode. They're all student, mediocre. They're all mediocre. Do you have anyone who you're suspending? I'm suspending Matt. Every episode I'm suspending Matt. I'm not suspending Matt because I agree with the petition. No, yeah, Kids true. have the right to complain if they're not getting an education. I mean, he's still a dick. Mm. No, I'm not. No, no everyone the, was mediocre. Everyone I'm not giving anyone mayor. anything. I am more certain about my staff ones. Staff member of the week, Ronnie. Ronnie. Always Ronnie. She was nice to Athol despite the fact that he wasn't great. She's checking up on Danny. 
no one else seems to be. Yeah. So definitely killing it, Ronnie. I almost had a three-way tie for staff member on notice. Who's yours? Well, it can't be be Pike because he's left. He's gone. Belle just for being an asshole. I was going to give it to Belle. I decided to give it to Deloraine because Deloraine makes several mentions of him knowing that Athel was a shit teacher and doing nothing about it until he was forced and being mad. That is a good point. So I'm going to go with Deloraine closely followed by Belle. Yeah, it's a tie. (laughs) Just for being a petty shit. Such a dickhead, isn't he? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry your girlfriend left left you for a student. Guess that new haircut's not helping. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, so uh, we have an Instagram page. You can follow it. Um, <laughs> uh, snuck break high. <laughs> you started this. It might have been accidental, but you started it. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks. We hope you have an excellent fortnight. Bye.